PRN. This is Chandler Davis. I want to welcome you all to the PRN podcast. I want to thank you all for joining me today. Um, Today is going to be a little different. I'm going to go over some board prep advice, but it's just going to be myself on the podcast. And I'll just be going through a list of things that I have here and that I wanted to go over with y'all. I know that boards are coming up here soon in the coming year. And being that I just finished my step one and Comlex here this past summer, I feel like this would be a good opportunity to go over any advice that I had, some tips and tricks and lessons that I learned along the way. Um, I'll go into some of my story that I kind of what I experienced and then some of the resources and then eight tips and eight things that you should do um, to improve your score and the things that I used um, to benefit myself. So to get right into it, um, this past year, as everyone knows, has been quite crazy. So 2020 was no different when it came to taking our board exams across the nation, including uh, myself. A lot of people's exams were postponed uh, much further in uh, further along than originally planned. So my exams both of my exams were originally planned at the end of June, and ultimately I took them at the end of July. Uh, there was a lot of switching around dates, and it was quite complex and, and nerve-wracking, and I know that affected a lot of people. Um, so my testing window expanded a bit longer than I was originally anticipating. And for me, I thought that was a good thing. I think I approached it well. So I just wanted to explain to you all that I had uh, quite a bit of time to study. However, I spent some of that uh, extra time just taking a break because the important thing to understand with board prep is that you will reach a plateau and ultimately um, you can reach a peak in which you start going down after a certain amount of time of studying. You will get burnt out, you'll get tired of it, and you won't have the energy to do as well as you possibly could uh, if you don't plan your dates appropriately. Um, this isn't to make Uh, kind of scare a bunch of people and making sure that they have the exact date. Um, But it is to be aware of the fact of postponing dates when it comes to exams doesn't necessarily mean you're going to do better because everyone has experienced the fatigue um, that has gone through taking these exams. Everyone has experienced the fatigue of studying two more weeks than they probably wish they had because they were ready two weeks ago. So things to consider. Um, when it came to my uh, both my exams, I did quite well. I want to share with y'all how I did so that you guys can um, take that with what you will and decide whether the advice that I'm going to provide is a valid advice. Um, if you uh, just kind of so you can form your own opinions, um, it's not necessarily to brag or anything, but just to show that I might have some credibility in some of the topics that I talk about. So, my step exam, I scored a 241. And my Comlex, I scored a 614. I would not necessarily say that I am a good standardized exam taker. In the past, I actually would say I was a terrible standardized exam taker. I uh, did not think I did that well on the MCAT. I thought I had a lot more potential there. And I really struggled with, um, you know, any standardized exams in the past. And a lot of that I just attributed to say, ah, you know, I'm bad at standardized exams. And I think a lot of people fall prey to that, um, that, idea. And this is a different exam. This is not the same as the MCAT. Both of these aren't the same. So approach these exams uh, with an open mind and uh, an idea that you can improve your score um, and you can do quite a bit better uh, and get the score that you want if you put the effort into it. 
Um, I know that there's a lot of people out there that fall into that category of thinking that they're just not good at standardized exams. So I would encourage you to try to get rid of that mindset and approach this exam as a challenge, but one that you can most certainly do extraordinarily well on if you put the effort and really um, um, approach it purposefully. Um, So to continue on, uh, some of the resources that I used, and most people are aware of it, just to kind of go over some of the common ones. The big ones that I use, of course, is UWorld. That is like the most important resource you will use um, for your studies for step one and Comlex for that matter. Of course, I used ComBank for studying for Comlex. I think uh, UWorld does a good job covering a lot of the really high yield material, but it's important to, of course, consider that Comlex has different style of questions. So it's important to make sure you get your uh, adequate uh, questions in in the ComBank uh, uh, question or practice questions. Uh, just because, like I said, different style. And if you go in just doing UWorld, uh, prior to going into your Comlex, it, it will throw you off. So, um, things to consider. More of the resources, of course, everyone uh, has it. But for uh, first aid, this was really big. I think some people um, gravitate towards textbooks. Some people don't as much. Uh, this was something that I actually grew to enjoy using quite a bit for my studying when it came to reviewing material, particularly when I got into my dedicated period and started focusing on some of my weaknesses or some of the areas in which I could improve my score, really quizzing myself on on the, the material in there and creating flashcards. Um, so first aid is definitely a big one. Uh, continuing on, I used uh, Pathoma. A lot of people are familiar with Pathoma, a great resource for pathology review, both the videos and the book. I didn't use the book nearly as much as I did first aid, of course, but the, the videos were quite helpful. When it comes to Pathoma, and this is a little caveat, but some advice that I had received was that if you don't use anything in Pathoma at the bare minimum, go over the first three chapters. Those are absolutely the highest yield chapters in there. Um, it is a lot of the original principles of, um, you know, inflammation, neoplasia, uh, audio, autoimmunity, I think, as well. But there is a lot of test questions that come from there. So I most certainly didn't get through uh, all of Pathoma, all of the chapters, but I went over those first three chapters uh, very intensely and I created flashcards of everything I didn't know in there because you will most certainly get some points out of that and you will get questions from those. So I would highly encourage you uh, to do that. Continuing on with other resources, of course, I use Sketchy Micro and Sketchy Farm. I use both of those. And, um, you know, I had done some intermittent uh, Anki with with some of those during prior to my dedicated period. So I was familiar with some of that. But um, ultimately, I ended up making my own flashcards for the material that I didn't know, mostly from pharma, uh, pharmacology. But uh, those are very, very helpful resources uh, as well. And I think that about covers it for a lot of my resources. I didn't, it's important not to use too many, um, but to really get some high quality ones and focus in on those because those will get, uh, be very, very helpful. I think I, going back, I think I used a little bit of boards and beyond for some of the material that might not have been covered in Pathoma, um, but I did not go over too much of it. So 
that's a go- another good resource. It's really good if you feel very, very ill prepared for a certain topic, let's say cardiology, and you need to do some really good review besides just going through first aid. Let's say you're doing really poorly on those questions because you actually don't know the material or don't remember it. Boards and Beyond is a good resource for doing some uh, content review. All right. So getting further into it, I think that concludes all the resources really that I used. Um, But when it came to uh, actually studying for and prepping for these exams, I wanted to go over eight strategies and eight tips really that improved my score quite a bit. These are strategies that can be used during your um, dedicated period. Absolutely. And it can be used um, prior to your dedicated period as well. I understand that there's two kind of time periods. Prior to your dedicated period, it's a bit uh, harder um, to give you all a bunch of advice because it very much so depends on the week um, because uh, there's so many changes in exams. Uh, each week changes very rapidly. So really, before you dedicate a period, you're just kind of doing what you can. And then once you get into your dedicated period, that's when you really uh, have the, the opportunity and the time to focus where you need to. Uh, but getting into it, the first uh, tip and advice that I have is, you know, it's very obvious and I kind of went over it before, but develop a plan. And this is does not have to be anything crazy. It doesn't matter where you are in your studying process. If you are before your dedicated period, you need to have a plan, whether it's the plan for the week or the month. Ideally, um, it is a plan that you can follow and a plan that is challenging. You have to have both of those. You can't just have it so it's super easy and you know you can easily do it every day. It should be challenging. But it's important to note that it shouldn't be so challenging that you get discouraged and you uh, can't complete it every week or uh, the time period that you've set forth. Um, so take that into consideration, figure out what you can do during this time. Once you get into the next block of, of studies, um, figure out what you can do during the week and on the weekend. Um, don't beat yourself um, against the head trying to, to fit more and more questions into your day if you can't, but do what you can and try to challenge yourself. Also, something to consider is make sure you adapt the plan. It's not going to be smart to make a plan for the entire I don't know, six months or however many months you're studying uh, six months out and have a plan what you're doing all the way in May. You need to be able to adapt the plan to what uh, you're experiencing. If you're doing poorly in a certain area, you need to change the route in which you're going. The Your plan should always be um, uh, evolving and adapting to your needs and how to do better on this exam. Uh, don't get stuck in uh, what you originally committed to if it's not working. So moving on uh, with number two, I have make sure that you're mimicking testing scenarios. This will be absolutely important once you get into your dedicated period. But even right now, when you're doing questions, which you should absolutely be doing questions, um, you know, it varies on how many questions people are doing at this point in time, but you should be at least doing some questions. And when you do questions, Um, Make sure you mimic your testing scenarios. Make sure that you're not just doing them nonchalantly on your phone, uh, you know, laying on the couch. You need to make sure that you are doing on on your laptop or your computer with noise canceling headphones or in a room that is quiet away from other people and ideally doing them time and random. 
It is not a big deal if you are uh, don't know the material yet, but you need to get and build the habit of doing timed questions because that is part of the challenge. Sure, you might be able to get the question right, but if you didn't come up with the answer in time, it's going to be a wrong uh, answer on the real exam. So make sure you're doing uh, timed questions and random questions. They need to be as similar as possible to the real exam. Um, but moving on to number three, when you do a UWorld question or a Combay question or whatever practice questions you're doing, do not miss a question twice. Uh, if you are miss missing the same question twice or the same concept or the same material twice, that means you have not learned the material. So when you're doing questions, you need to be focusing on learning the material so that if you experience or see that question come back around, you can get it right. That is how you're going to do uh, the best on these exams. Um, otherwise, doing practice questions is a complete waste of time. Uh, if you're not learning from your mistakes, you're not going to improve your score at all. So for what what I did when it came to it came to this, you know, when I was doing my studying, even um, I guess it would have been back in November, you know, I wasn't doing or even in October uh, prior to uh, my studying for or my dedicated period well before. I mean, I guess this was eight months or so. You know, I was really taking my UWorld questions kind of casually and um you know, if I missed it, I would kind of convince myself that, oh, I actually kind of knew that material. It's okay. I'll, I'll learn it later. The idea of learning it later is a terrible, terrible, terrible idea. You will not have the time later. So learn it now. Make sure you make flashcards of the reason. Let's say you didn't know why you got the question right. Make sure you know why you got it right. Make sure you understand why the other questions are, or answers are wrong. If you got a question wrong, make sure you know why you got it wrong um, and make a flashcard and study the flashcards. Um, it could be Anki. It could be, you know, what I did was um, in our board prep program, we had um, a sheet of paper, a big notebook, and we would fold that paper in half. And on the uh, one side, we would make uh, one side of the flashcard and the other, we would have the answer. And you would fold that piece of paper and you would kind of go up and down the sheet. And that was how we would study. So um, make sure you learn the material. Continuing on with that, you need to ask yourself why you got that question wrong. Was it because you didn't actually know the material? Like you didn't actually memorize that gene or, um, uh, you know, that enzyme, which is perfectly fine. That, that is, you're going run to run into many, um, many of those types of questions where you got it wrong because you didn't actually know the material. Or was it because you had poor logic, your reasoning, um, you know, that's the one that we kind of fall, or at least I fell into the trap of convincing myself that I actually knew the material. I would look at the answer and be like, oh, I knew that. Why, why didn't I get that right? And I would pass it off. I wouldn't dive into really figuring out why I got it wrong. Um, I ultimately learned how to do that. And that's when I really started seeing improvements in my score. Um, Along with that, auditing why you got it wrong, you should figure out, was it because of the timing? If you're doing timed questions, you should look back and see on the list of questions uh, that you got wrong or better yet got right, um, how long you were spending on each question. If you notice that you're spending well over the time limit that you should on a question and you got it wrong, you could have just skipped the question and it wouldn't have mattered. You know, like you need to, you need to figure out where you're spending the time on these question blocks. If you're getting questions wrong that 
you know the actual answer to and you didn't have the time to go through it, then you should try your best to eliminate all of the questions you got wrong that you spent way too much time on. Um, You need to shift the time and effort on those questions towards the ones that you're going to get right. So make sure you audit how long you're spending on each question. Moving on to number four, right now, especially right now, do not focus on the percent of questions that you're getting correct on your question banks, whether it be UWorld or ComBank or whatever you're using. The getting caught up in the percent of questions that you're getting correct is a very poor way of going through the question bank. The idea of the question bank isn't to give you um, an idea of how well you're doing right now. The, the, The goal of the question bank is to give you the information that you need to know how to get that question correct the next time. So UWorld is a wonderful resource for learning material. It is not necessarily the best assessment. So don't use it as an assessment. That is really hard to do. It was very hard for myself and many of my peers. It's easy to get caught up in how you got an 80 or 90% on one question bank and then you got a 40% on the other. Don't beat yourself up. Learn the material, like I said, so you don't get those questions wrong again. Okay. Moving on to number five. I have on here to prioritize the material that you're going over and execute it. Um, you need, like I said before, you need to audit uh, why you're getting things wrong and what you're getting wrong. What subjects can you review to get the most amount of points on this exam possible? For myself, before I even got into my dedicated, and even once I got into my dedicated period, n- neuro was a, I was doing terrible on my neuro stuff, partly because I hadn't reviewed it in over a year. And Um, there was a lot of points to be gained by study, even just doing some minimal two-day studying on uh, first aid in my neuro section. So prioritizing and and once you're looking at the questions you got wrong, categorize them by the the system and the, the subject matter so you have a better understanding of what you're getting wrong and what you're doing well on. Um, you should not be wasting too much time on things like biochemistry. Um, they, of course, there is a lot of biochemistry on, on step one, but it is easy and I fell prey to this a little bit as well. It's easy to fall um, prey to spending too much time trying to memorize all the biochemistry that will come with time. I think for myself that came with time by doing practice questions. Um, but you should make sure that you prioritize the systems that you're doing poorly in, whether it be the drugs in endocrinology or the physiology in cardio or, um, you know, micro, whatever the case may be, if you're doing poorly in that area, you should spend the time that you need to boost up, uh, those scores. And you should also make sure that you're getting the questions, uh, right in the material that you're most confident in. If you're, uh, best in for myself, I think I was doing really well in, um, urology or, or, or um, like nephrology, uh, the kidney, uh, electrolytes, urine stuff. I was doing really well in that section. So if I got a question wrong in that, I really needed to focus in on why I got it wrong because that's where I was going to get probably the most points on exam day. So make sure you know the material well that you're confident in and try to boost up some of those categories that uh, you're doing poorly in. Next, I have that your test day should be routine. So number six, test day should be routine. 
Um, this is really important, I think. And for myself, when I was doing my MCAT and some of the other standardized exams, I didn't really consider this that much. I don't think I was mature enough to to think ahead. And some some people probably did a good job of this when prepping for the MCAT. Uh, but I most certainly did not. But I made sure I did a really good job of doing that for these, uh, both of these exams, the step one and complex. So, when I mean uh, what I mean when I say the test day should be routine, I mean you should on all your practice exams and when you're in your dedicated period, you should be waking up at the same time every morning. If you have to get up on test day. So for myself, my exam started at eight and I had about a 45 to 50 minute drive. I needed to get breakfast beforehand or at least, you know, have a breakfast prepared. And I need to make sure I had enough time to do all the things I needed to do in the morning. And once I determined what that wake up time was, all of my dedicated period, I woke up at that exact same time. So once test day came around, I was, my circadian rhythm was naturally um, adapted to that time. It felt uh, routine. It was easy. Uh, and that goes the same thing with all the, the other parts of the day. What meals you're eating, um, you know, what, what you're having for breakfast and for, for lunch. What, what are you consuming when it comes to beverages and caffeine? That should all be routine. So when it came to every single practice test um, prior to my exams, I had the exact same breakfast and I had the exact same lunch and I made sure that it was effective. So let's say I had uh, a practice exam. And I noticed that after my lunch, I was quite a bit more hungry than I was originally anticipating. I would change that around. So the next practice exam, I kind of perfected that. So my energy levels wouldn't uh, decrease. So for myself, I think it was for breakfast, I had three pre-peeled, uh, hard-boiled eggs, um, I think a toast with some peanut butter and fruit. And I would have a coffee and water, of course. And then for lunch, I would pack uh, pre-made the night before. Um, all of this, again, was prepared the night before, including the breakfast. Uh, I would have a salad with chicken, I think, some vegetables, and I think a little bit of rice uh, as well. And that worked for me. So make sure it's good quality food, that it's not super carb heavy, and that it's going to fill you up so that you can get through these long exams efficiently. So make sure your test day is routine so that all you have to focus on is the test. Um, you know, if you need to travel to the testing center and be familiar with the area and understand how, you know, traffic might work around that area, then do that prior, whatever you need to do to get comfortable. Uh, number seven, and we're getting close to the end here. Number seven, I have a uh, workout. I mean, that's a very simple, these last two are very simple, but I think I really benefited a lot from these last two, including working out. I, during my dedicated time, um, I tried to work out most every day, um, do some sort of movement, um, some form of exercise. Uh, I, I always try to do a good job of that once I was in my block. So block seven, um, prior to my dedicated period, I was trying to work out quite a bit, but you know, it wasn't my number one priority, but these are working out is something that complements your learning process and your studying and it will help you sleep better. Um, for myself during my dedicated period, I was biking a good bit on a, uh, like an indoor trainer that I have. Um, 
obviously not everyone has that. So maybe doing some running, indoor exercises. I mean, whatever it is to get your blood flowing and get away from your studying. You need something where you don't, you can't focus on your studying. And I know a lot of people like to listen to um, board podcasts or uh, watch Sketchy Micro or Sketchy Farm when they're working out. For myself, it was very important that I had that separation and I could look forward to maybe that hour or however long I worked out, maybe 45 minutes or so that was away from boards. It was I was listening to a podcast that I really enjoyed. It was kind of my, my time, essentially. I uh, was not letting it... Um, be consumed by my board prep, I was able to have that separation so that when I got back to studying, I felt rejuvenated uh, every day that I uh, went to go work out. So make sure that you're doing something like that. Uh, Again, it doesn't have to be anything crazy, but do something that makes you happy when it comes to working out, whether it's a walk or or, or a run or uh, maybe going on a hike. Um, something that's efficient and not crazy time consuming, but something that gets the blood flowing. So when you come back, you feel rejuvenated. And the last thing that I have on here, number eight, and it goes along the same lines is uh, make sure you're getting a lot of sleep and and good quality sleep. Obviously, you don't want to be sleeping 12 hours or anything crazy, but make sure you're getting uh, enough sleep and efficient and good quality sleep. So, uh, this will be incredibly important to your dedicated period. And once you get closer to your exam, uh, you will hear plenty of stories of, of people that uh, did not sleep well prior to their actual exam because of uh, anxiety or, or kind of nerves, or maybe they didn't have a good routine set up and it really affected them on test day. So, make sure that you have a, the same wake time, like I said which is extraordinarily important and a very, very similar um, bedtime. Make sure that you're doing a, a good job of, of avoiding crazy, crazy bright screens, turning down some of the lights in your room. Um, you know, there's a lot of good resources out there for improving your sleep. I, I would say that I'm a big proponent on that and I always try to do a good job of that during, during med school. There's a lot of my peers, I think, that would kind of go a bit crazy with energy drinks and stuff. And I most certainly had my time of that during uh, um, undergrad studying, pulling all-nighters and such. But board prep is not the time to do that. You need to make sure that you're preparing for the long haul as opposed to just cramming things in for the the night before. So, get really good quality sleep um, and uh, you will see the benefits on test day. That's really all of the tips that I had for you all today. Um, I appreciate everyone tuning in and listening, and I hope this was very helpful. I Obviously, I could have gone into a lot more detail on the minutia of the day-to-day stuff when it comes to getting closer to your boards and your dedicated period. There's a lot of great resources out there online. I would encourage everyone to do their research, go on uh, Reddit. There's a, a subreddit for step one. Um, there's some good uh, resources posted there on people's experiences going through and, and what they did. I would cur- encourage everyone to to look at that and figure out what works for them. If anyone has any questions, feel free to uh, shoot me a message and uh, I appreciate everyone listening. This episode was produced by Chandler Davis and edited by Peter Samuel. 
This podcast provides general information and discussion about medicine, health, and related subjects. It is not intended and should not be construed as medical advice or the practice of medicine. The views expressed herein do not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Edward via College of Osteopathic Medicine or any other institution or employer. For more PRN, please be on the lookout. If you like this episode, tell someone about it and start up a conversation. This is PRN. PRN.